get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, where we are joined by Evan Grant. He is the Rangers beat writer for the Dallas Morning News. He joins us now here on Rivers and BK. Evan, how are you doing this morning? Good, guys. How are you? Uh, doing well. So let's talk about the story that you posted yesterday for the Dallas Morning News. The key line in this, according to two major league sources, Thursday, MLB is inclined to allow local and municipal governance to take precedent whenever it comes to allowing fan attendance at games. From your understanding, Evan, is this something that you think we will see if and when Major League Baseball does return? Is fans in the stands in Texas baseball? games excuse me guys well i think that the reason i use the word inclined is at this point in time i'm not i'm not so sure that there's anything that's set in stone but the bottom line is that there's revenue to be had mlb is trying to um uh, eliminate some of those revenue shortfalls and if uh, allowing fans in the games in markets where that is allowed in a shortened season uh, helps on that front uh, I, I think that what they've tried to make clear is that they're willing to pursue that I, I think it serves a couple of purposes one is um, it, it does it does potentially put some uh, pressure uh, on other uh, municipalities that are in the process of opening uh, to consider the, the possibility of of opening their pro sports facilities to, to fans. Um, and, and two, I think it also kind of tosses out this olive, this olive branch in some way to players uh, about the pretty much dead idea of revenue sharing this year. But that is money that, that owners would be willing to share with players if it would potentially grow the... Uh, the pool of revenues from which uh, from from which the two sides draw their their incomes. Now, Evan, my my question is, uh, if there are certain areas that are allowed to have fans, and we're progressing right now, well, there's not much of a progression with this agreement between the players and the owners. But let's say we get to a spot to where they're really close. How does this affect that agreement in the fact that only a certain percentage of stadiums would be able to have fans and other stadiums, as we know, probably a lot more hurdles to cross uh, in order to get fans in the stands? How will the players view this as an overall, well, I don't know, a, a little bit of a carrot for them? Yeah, I, I think that um, 
I, I haven't gotten a sense that players feel real strongly one way or another about this. Um, I, I, I think that the idea still remains we've got a lot bigger issues than to worry about whether or not we'll be able to play in front of ten to 15,000 fans in, in, in Arlington and in Houston and, and potentially some other places as, as they start to open up. You know, I, Georgia and Florida have been two states that have been pretty aggressive on this front. Um, though neither state has, has announced that, that pro sports could, could um, open with fans. I, 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 we're still a month away from from a baseball game being played um, that counts, and at, at a minimum. And I, the the environment around everything continues to change and be fluid on a on an almost daily basis. If we see an uptick in in virus cases, I could see, you know, MLB stepping in and saying, no, we're, we're, we're going to apply a blanket philosophy here. If, um, if the season is shortened to a number of games, say the 48 or 65 kind of game that's being bandied about, I don't think anybody's really going to think that much about, um, quote unquote, home field advantages or, or, or the extra, um, the extra leverage that you're you're getting from that. So I, I think that a lot of this is still to be determined. And, and again, that's why I, I indicated that, that MLB right now is inclined to go that direction. But until you've got a final agreement between these sides, uh, I, I would say everything remains in, a, in kind of in a state of play. We're talking with Evan Green. He's the Rangers beat writer for the Dallas Morning News. He joins us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I did want to ask you about how this would affect what was the March agreement because one of the big questions or one of the big points of contention for the owners is, well, that March agreement is completely invalidated now because at the time there was an understanding that maybe that would be with fans in the stands. And now without that, that cuts out the rest revenue and it completely changes the agreement if there are allowed to be fans in the stands Evan, at least in certain markets doesn't that kind of go back to what the original mark agree- march agreement was all about well i think it gets back down to the whole idea of how much how much are these sides willing to talk about revenue sharing and and you know there's part of there there is a part of me that that believes that some of this was floated floated out there yesterday to try and get people to re uh, to reconvene on on the revenue sharing plan, and that at every juncture that has seemed dead on arrival, right? So um, this could be this could be a non-starter. It could never it, it could never be revisited. And when it's all said and done, owners owners could look at things and say, if it's only two markets in, in which fans are going to be allowed to be to be present. Then what's, there's no legitimate income source or revenue source that we're going to get out of this. Uh, we'll just go with a blanket, um, a, a blanket policy. Now, Evan, uh, a lot of things that have been talked about in the last couple of days, and certainly uh, BK here, my my partner in crime, and I, you know, I think it's kind of obvious to me, anyways, that. If we're going to have baseball, I feel like the owners are going to continue to move the goalposts the entire way until they get to that 50 games that they're talking about. I just don't feel personally that there's going to be a deal in place except for the one the owners want. Now, and my question to you is, in your opinion, how damaging is that with their relationship with the players, with the players basically sitting there going, okay, well, we just have to kind of do as we're told right now. 
baseball's had a um, a great opportunity here in the last month to um, take some steps towards labor peace and potentially lay the groundwork for uh, uh, an easy collective bar an, an easier collective bargaining agreement session uh, for 2021. It's had a great opportunity to kind of be on the forefront and set the stage uh, for how pro sports returned. Um, it's had an opportunity to kind of reclaim its place as, hey, we are we are the national pastime, or at least temporarily do that. And it has wasted every one of those opportunities. So um, I think that regardless of what happens here, unless the players walk away with an 82 game schedule and the free and the full prorated uh, the full prorated salaries for that portion, um, it's just going to add to the animosity that's going to be in place when when the next collective bargaining agreement uh, is up for is up for negotiation after next year. It doesn't to me. It just doesn't paint a pretty picture at all. I I would have thought that the two sides would go into this whole thing thinking, let's um, look. Twenty twenty is going to be a loss financially, no matter how we how we slice it. The thing that we can do here is build some trust, build some transparency, and work towards getting an agreement. Um, or getting some building blocks for an agreement for 2021, and they've done nothing of the sort. So I think that's where we stand. Final question for Evan Grant. He's the Rangers beat writer for the Dallas Morning News. Evan, how much do you believe? I mean, we're now starting to get into it's June 5th. They talked about July 4th, and at this point that just seems totally lofty to even be able to be on the field at that point. Maybe it's closer to the end of July, and now you're starting to look into football season. How much do you think some of this is about, well, if college football and the NFL are coming back and they're going to have fans in the stands, why would we not allow for that? Right, and and the other part of it is what you just mentioned. If if this pushes into late July for the start of the season, uh, isn't the isn't the NBA talking about late July for the start for the restart of their season? Yep. So baseball would have absolutely no exclusivity whatsoever this year. Um, it's just not a good situation for baseball. I feel like I feel like the owners, um, in particular here have not approached these negotiations or conversations with foresight. They've, they've approached it with the idea of what can we do to salvage 2020 for, for ourselves financially. And baseball is going to pay the price. And, and that's, it, it's going to be a short-term solution for this year and a long-term problem, I think. That was Evan Grant. He's the Rangers beat writer for the Dallas Morning News. And yesterday he had the report that the MLB is inclined to allow local governments to decide if they are allowing fans in the stands or not. Evan, we really appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Guys, take care. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. That's Evan Grant joining us here on Ribs and BK. A lot to uh, react to there. He said the report yesterday, the fact that it was floated out from Major League Baseball, could serve two purposes. He said it could serve the purpose of pressuring on the players. Um, He also said pressuring on other locales, rather, other cities to allow for them to have fans in the stands also could potentially be an olive branch to the players. I... And then later on in the discussion, he said 2020 could have been um, something that they could have came to an agreement upon to really help with the CBA. And now it looks like the owners are just trying to salvage 2020 to put pressure now for 2021. It's a bad negotiation, man. It's not getting any better. It feels like every day it's getting worse. 
I thought the 50-game solution that the owners had floated out there could be something that ultimately gets us to a positive point. I couldn't have misread the situation more wrong. <laughs> like I, I, I thought that that would be something that I was like, oh, okay, full prorated salaries for 50 games. The players are asking for 114 full prorated salaries. Yeah. There's a obvious middle point here. And it seems like everybody outside of baseball sees it. Everybody. Meanwhile, baseball doesn't see it. Which and is the biggest problem. It's embarrassing. It's so damn frustrating to come on here, Jamie, every single day and to know this is what it should be. It's July or June 5th. You need a month to be able to get in for the 4th of July opening day that they wanted. You can come to this agreement today if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And baseball is just not willing to do it. I don't understand. I just feel that every day there's optimism to start the day. And by the end of the day, you've been kicked in the balls. That's exactly the way I feel. And I feel like, okay, well, tomorrow's going to be different. And I get up, and I'm optimistic, and this is going to be great. And then again, I get kicked in the ball. It's Charlie Brown with the football every single day. Every single day. And every day I wake up thinking Charlie Brown's going to kick it this time. And then by the end of that scene, the ball is always moved, and he's on his butt. Dang, Lucy. Every single day. (laughs) That Lucy. She's the owner. She is a tricky, tricky little girl.